Hello and welcome to Risk and Reward, the golf betting podcast from Winning Edge Investments that promises to keep you on the winning side of the ledger. My name's Rod Murray, but that's not important because really, my only job each week is to press record so that we can capture the expert thoughts of Winning Edge's expert golf tipster, 48-year professional golfer and lifetime punter John Evans-JE, all the way from Fiji, our first proper episode this week after launching with the preview last week. This is pretty exciting stuff. Well, Rod, um, I'm sitting here studying the Pacific Ocean, (laughs) talking to one of, possibly, I think, and uh, others, you know, uh, also think the the doyen of podcasters, and um, my job's pretty easy, I just spout a few words here and there, some of them erudite, some not. Yes, more more the Troy McClure, mate, Uh, you might remember me from such podcasts as, too many podcasts, but that's not what we've come together to talk about, we've come to talk about betting, we'll we'll talk about uh, last week's performances uh, in a moment, but the first job is to keep people in the loop about what the point of the podcast is, not everybody will have listened to the preview, you'll be staggered to hear, J.E., so I guess it's a sort of an educational podcast and an encouragement to become part of the Winning, Winning Edge family, we get to find out each week why you're selecting the players that you are, and in turn hoping that more people uh, might sign up for the weekly golf newsletter. Uh, now, a couple of things about that before we go into the firstly. I didn't realise this last week, J.E., when we recorded the preview. You never told me. If you sign up for a three- or 12-month in uh, subscription, there's a winning guarantee, a profit guarantee. Uh, that's confidence. No pressure on you, of course, but <laughs> that's, there you go. Well, I, there's so, so little pressure on me, I didn't know about it. But, um, you know, the, I think the thing is that Winning Edge has proven over a five-year period uh, golf and it's a... Uh, racing and other sporting businesses that our subscribers do make a profit yeah. every year uh, that doesn't guarantee obviously any winning performance is a bit like the share market you can't guarantee that you will in the other year but our performance is so dramatically better than the norm that we are prepared to guarantee uh, the performance and so subscribers might pay uh, 2400 a month 2400 a year, sorry. Well, that's quite a big, big month, 2400 a month. I was going to say, I'm not sure what newsletter you're selling, Jay, but it's not the one that we are. Anyway, but uh, so, however, if they don't make a profit, they get the 2400 back. Yep. So we've had a situation, for, uh, and this is the wonderful thing about uh, the company, uh, every bet is the staking program is explained, and if you follow that staking program and you put the bets on exactly the staking program states, we know you will win. Now, the quality of your wins over time uh, has been demonstrated. Uh, So far this year, we've had a $300 winner in Keith Mitchell and a $700 winner in Nate Lashley. Um, And that's proven that we are already well in front for the year. So we can go right through to December without any wins whatsoever and our subscribers will have a win. Now, we're also just introduced, and I'm sure you'll allude to this shortly, a new service, the Top 20 service, and perhaps we'll mm. talk about that later We will on. talk it shortly, yeah. It's a, that's, well, it's a, it's a terrific one for golf. Look, we'll come to that in a minute. You're quite right. But I suppose that I, I was just I was interested to hear that, that there's a profit guarantee. That's uh, that's putting your money where your mouth is. And I'm pretty sure if you – I haven't looked it up yet, Jay, but I'm pretty sure you told me there's part of the website where you can go and have a look at the five-year history of the golf betting via the newsletter and see what the results have been. No guarantees of a win each week, but over the course of a year, you're guaranteed to come out in front. I think that's sort of the – the thing isn't, I mean, you, no one can say you're going to guarantee to win everything, something each week. If you, but if you follow the program for the whole year, you're guaranteed to come in in front. So, uh, 
Uh, that's putting your money where your mouth is, as I said. Uh, the other thing we need to let people know is that there's a little reward for being an early uptaker of the podcast. You people know who you are. Uh, that's in the form of a 25% discount for the life of your subscription should you sign up to the Golf Newsletter. Use the promo code GOLF25, GOLF in capital letters, G-O-L-F, 25 for a 25% discount on the life of your subscription. So uh, make sure you do that. That is fantastic. Now, Jay, let's, the way this format is going to work, we're going to quickly run through the results from last week. Then we're going to explain this top 20 thing, which is quite new that you've only started in the last couple of weeks. And then we're going to have our podcast Pete versus subscriber Steve battle start. You're going to give your first tips for podcast Pete, uh, which is not as many as there is for subscriber Steve. And next week we'll give the results of that. So let's back up and start with last week overall. Uh, it was a big week, obviously, with the WGC, but then a strange week with the opposite field event as well, the Barracuda on the US Tour, and a major on the women's circle. What was the market like when you threw all that together the week after the Open? Was there a lot of betting to be had? Was there not much betting to be had? How were the markets? Was it a good betting week? No, it was a it was a very thin betting week because there were so many events, and some of them were a bit obscure. The... Um, the uh, barbecue or barracuda. The barracuda. <laughs> barracuda um, was a bit disappointing. We put a few in play bets in. They were no, I don't think any of them were hit. So of course we didn't lose anything. But those we tipped didn't do much good anyway. So there's no lo- losing there. But there was no, there's no chance to win because this market was so thin. I wasn't prepared to take the prices offered. So you know we we we, we only take value bets now. The ladies was. Uh, should have been a good betting thing with the Evian a major, um, and we we looked okay for a while. We had two. We had um, Mel Reed at three hundred dollars and Carolyn Headwall at four hundred dollars. Um, they were both in the market. Carolyn Headwall was right there after thirty six holes. They didn't uh, they didn't show a great deal of form in the last thirty six, so we didn't win. That was our bets there. Uh, in the WGC, we didn't get close. So, uh, Nate Lashley played well. He finished, I think, 12th. But we did get our and, and again, we're going to discuss this, but Aaron Rye uh, finished 14th, so therefore in the top 20 at a, at, at a price of $14. So so we we had a, a quiet week because of the so many events, so little, so thin a market, mm. and uh, overall, um, I think we lost somewhere between one and two units. Mm-hmm. Units being $100, but you can make the units whatever size you like, but for make, making it worthwhile, $100 could, is it. I mean, for rich people, the unit could be $10,000. No, that's exactly right. Generally, generally it's $100, yeah. and it needs to be a $100 unit to... Uh, to make the process worthwhile, is that the... Well, it warrant you $200 a month. Yeah. But the thing, about it, the thing about it is now with this profit guarantee... Um, you could possibly go with a $50 unit. But I would recommend a $100 unit, which means you're having $10 bets uh, on, on on people, and uh, that's not a big bet. And then on the top 20 bets, you're having a $20 bet yeah. because it's a short-term that's deal right. and, and shorter prices. Yeah, so your normal recommendation is 0.1 of a unit uh, in the newsletter, which people will see when they subscribe. Now, let's talk about this top 20 because it's interesting, and particularly in golf, J.E., because... Those who aren't familiar with golf minor rules, there's all sorts of different field sizes. So, for example, the field size last week for the WGC was much smaller 
than you would get for a week-to-week tournament event. Normally, there's 156 or 144 players in any given field. So the top 20 becomes a very interesting prospect if you're talking about punny. If, if, if you're smart and you follow players and you know form and you understand courses and players' tendencies, I, th- I would imagine you could do quite well out of this top 20 thing. I think you had three or four that you'd nominated top 20 last week. As you mentioned, Aaron Rye was one that did get up. What do you look at and, and why is the top 20 so appealing? Well, Matthew Wolf was... He was at $3.50. He'd won the week before, shown a great deal of form. So I thought the $3.50 was a pretty good price. He missed by one. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, what other player? Adam Long, I think, was the other one that you'd picked. Adam Long, I had at uh, $18, and he missed by one. In mm. fact, he three-putted the 17th. Otherwise, it would have had a big week. Mm. But So, I, you know, again, as, as you say, a limited field. And some players I thought were vastly over the odds. Obviously, Aaron Rye was, but I thought that Adam Long was over the odds. Then that's really the, the basis. So the top 20, I think, could well be an extremely solid, profitable operation every week. Um, we've, we've always found, uh, despite that our average price is probably six to $700, we've always found that we make sort of eight out of 14 minimum make the cut. So you make the cut, you have a good third round, you're not going to be far away from the top 20. So I think we'll continue with this, what was an experiment. It's free to our subscribers. Um, They don't have to pay any extra to be involved. And it's a nice little hedge where you're still, your your player might, well, he might miss the cut. But then you've still got some bets where you're looking at the thing towards the end you can't win, but you can make the top mm, 20. Yeah. There's it, it value to be found in that top 20 in golf, isn't there? Uh, lots and lots of good players finish in the top 20 each week. I was surprised um, that there was a lot more value than I would have thought. I mean, um, I, it's, just, it's actually it surprised me. I, I thought we might win every second week. Mm-hmm. But so far, we've won every week. Okay. So, so, I, so if, this, if we win every second week, we'll win. If we if we win every week, we're going to have a very very good bumpy year because what it does is that it, you know we have losing weeks at the at the odds we're betting, we have losing weeks. We might have we might in fact if we have forty nine let's assume there's fifty two weeks, which of course there isn't. Let's assume there's fifty weeks. If we have forty seven losing weeks, we win plenty. With just the three that that do get up, so the three that get up. Yep. One gets up, we win. Two gets up. We double our money. Three gets up. We triple our money. Yep. Yeah. We can afford to. We can afford to have winters in Fiji, which would be uh, nice. In the penthouse. Yeah, that's in the penthouse exactly. And just on that, Aaron Rye at fourteen dollars, that's some pretty juicy odds. And if you were talking horse racing, fourteen dollars, <laughs> you'd be pretty happy with that, wouldn't you? As a result, they're, they're long odds in betting. What's that? And and um, and and. and he, he, I mean, I think Aaron Rye's a very, very good player. He He's a European Tour player. This yeah. was his first WGC or one, well, one of his early WGCs, but a very, very good player. Mm-hmm. He showed that he can play in America. Mm-hmm. He'll be over the odds again, and we'll tip him again in America because he de- he demonstrated that the American courses might well suit him better than the European yeah, courses. Indeed. And while, while you've got him home at $14, nobody will have taken much notice of that result either, is the other thing. It won't be sort of put against his ledger as one to watch. It's our uh, top twenty. Uh, golfers finish top twenty, so that's that's uh, that's all to the good, isn't it? I think. Well, basically, the markets I think are driven by the OGWR, mm-hmm. and 
the OGWR favours the US tour, so you can take the, quite often the European tour or even the Australian players and the New Zealand players will come into the market at a inflated odds. And so Aaron Rye is a great example. But there are other players that I keep an eye on who clearly are very, very good players. And, I mean, Lowry's one. Lowry's always over the odds. Mm-hmm. He's a wonderful player, as we saw in the Open. So that's what I'm trying to do all the time. I'm trying to identify players that don't fit the common person's mould. It's not Dustin Johnson. It's not Rory McElroy. It's not Jordan Spieth. It's who are the guys in this market today that are way over what they should be, given that they're going to play 100 times. Yep, absolutely. Uh, and that's exactly right. And that's where golf knowledge and the golf knowledge you bring is so important. So you had a couple of whisper by one. I think you had Satoshi Kadara as well, who didn't come close. He was he was a long way back. He made so. the cut, though. All but, I could know, everybody else did too. Yeah. Everybody. I think that's a throwaway line. It's like being the tallest in your family, Jay. It's no, <laughs> no great feat when everybody makes the cut. Don't uh, like that. No, that's a, that's a, that's a, <laughs> I shouldn't have done. I might have even edit that out. Uh, so we move on to this week. What have we got to bet on this week? Where are you having bets and what are the markets like this week? Because, of course, we've got another major in the women's game uh, and we're back to sort of week to week. Uh, yeah, we've got the Wyndham Championship, which is a pretty big event, um, an interesting mm. golf course. Um, uh, some people say it's like a Donald Ross course, and uh, certain players have got Donald Ross potential, mm-hmm. uh, will do well on Donald Ross courses. I think I've got two uh, bets that I really think. I've got four bets for um, Punter Pete. Podcast Pete, yep. Podcast Punter Pete. I've got four bets for him. Um, I think Michael Kim who has won on a tight golf course um, that doesn't favour the super long hitters, which is what this golf course doesn't. Uh, so he's won. Um, there's, uh, so the others, which you'll recall for me. Fabian Gomez. Yeah, now Fabian Gomez is an interesting guy. Fabian Gomez is at $1,000, mm-hmm. and he is a very capable winner. When he gets into a winning position, he's very handy. And uh, he doesn't get, he doesn't fall backwards. So, Fabian game is at a thousand dollars. I throw him in pretty much every time because if he, and particularly on golf courses that favour the the, uh, the less strong hitters. So he's a he's a a, a real chance this week. Curtis yeah. Luck. Well, Curtis Luck, the Australian boy, he's he's he needs a very good performance mm-hmm. and to keep his card. And he's demonstrated in the past that he that he can produce under extreme pressure. Mm-hmm. So I've got him in there. Yep, $700, I think, he's starting it. Yeah, he's big odds, 700 And the other one was, one more was... Um, Brandon Harkins. Yeah, now Brandon Harkins, is, I think he's only 700 He's, 60, he's at 700 as well, yeah, exactly. Well, he's at $700. Then Brandon Harkins, I think, is a very, very good player. He's, he's performed very strongly during most of the year. Had a few uh, poor tournaments lately, but... Brandon Harkins is going to win in the next 18 months. Okay. We're at an end of the year for the golfers too, J.E. If you're not from the golf world, you probably don't realise the tournaments are getting very, very important. Are they players are playing for their cards for next year, for their livelihood? They're, they're, this is high-stakes golf in what looks like a regular week-to-week tournament. So I really like your pick of Curtis Luck under those circumstances. He's one of those players that plays better the more the pressure. Week-to-week yeah. golf is almost not enough to get his attention to the point where he plays well, which is why he found himself in a position where he needs to play this well, well this week to keep his card. 
Yeah, well, Harkins is the same. Harkins is a Harkins is a guy that I've kept my eye on. Uh, he's been he's got into the top five a couple of times when I've tipped him, and um, I think when he breaks through, he'll win a number of events. And uh, he needs to play well to keep his card. Yep. Um, and, and he's and he's a good player. So so that's where those four guys fit in. You've actually got my four best tips out of the fourteen. Well, I was going to say there's there's fourteen that you've laid this week. I think nine of them are at a thousand dollars more. One, two, three, four, five. So five of them at a thousand dollars, and the the shortest odds are six hundred dollars. So you can see from that if any of them get the job done, it doesn't take many of those each year, does it, to be in front. So. We move into the penthouse at the Hilton. Yeah, the, you can move into the penthouse at the Hilton. I'll, uh, I'll stay where I am. Head across the pond to England, J.E. We've got the uh, Women's British Open taking place at Woburn. Unlike Portrush, which we saw a couple of weeks ago, a Lynx course. This is very much an inland course, a very different sort of test of golf to what we often see the British Open played at and the Women's British Open in recent years. This one, I imagine, is probably a bit tougher in terms of betting, just with the way with, with the odds and the ways. You've certainly got less bets in play here on this one. So tell us what your thoughts are about the Women's British Open at Woburn. Well, one of the issues is that the women's market is extremely thin and it favours the, you know, the person who's laying the bets, the bookie, rather than the punter. Mm -hmm. And the odds are always pretty short. So I've got to work pretty hard to find players who are over the odds. And as you'll see there, some of those bets are in play, which means that we haven't quite got to the odds that I'm happy to take. So this is the Betfair system, isn't it, where you say, I will take a certain player at $70 and you wait for somebody to say, right, I'll I'll give you those odds because I don't think that player can win. So you're waiting for these bets to be taken. Is that how it works? Not like a, a bookie or a TAB where you wander in and the bookie or the TAB's got a price up and if you want to back the person, then you have to take that price. Mm-hmm. It's, a fluid, it's a fluid market. Mm-hmm. So I'm betting on my side... Uh, and and as my subscribers are, we're betting with a, a, a nebulous person who we don't know who could be in Kazakhstan or, or Mallorca or anywhere mm-hmm. in the world, and um, uh, a huge coverage and reach that Betfair's got. And we're assuming, with one day to go, that our prices will be hit, but if they're not hit, we're happy. You don't because, lose, that's right. That, that's... Because we haven't got the price we, we need to bet. So we've got Jennifer Kupcho, I think it's $70.00. She's she's still at fifty, but seventy is is the mark that she has to get to. Mm-hmm. So I think she'll get there overnight. She went from forty to fifty. She'll keep going. There's uh, the, a lot of countries come on board in while we're asleep. Then mm-hmm. I've got Georgia Hall. I've backed her because she won last year. Um, the home course is this her home course. She got fantastic rap. Uh, fantastic. English support. I think she was made an MBE. Oh, yeah. Mm. Uh, so Georgia Hall will have a buzz on and she'll mm. have a lot of spectators who want to support her and I think she's way over the odds. I would have put her in at 40 to 1. So so uh, she, she's at 80, 80 bucks, I think. 80, so, 85. So I would yeah, 85 think dollars. he's generous so there, as well. So there, you, there you've got a, a big overs, I think. Then Now, Mel Reed mm. is one I've put in in play. She was at 120 slash 300. 120 is offered 300. I want. She's been 300 in the last two majors. She finished third, almost unlucky to be beaten in the PGA. She finished. She finished right up there after 36 holes in the in the EVN. Mm-hmm. 
and they, for some reason, keep putting up crazy prices, so we keep taking them. So um, we were able to lay Mel Reed in the first event. We backed her at 300 and later back at six, so we guaranteed a profit either way, and we're hoping that'll happen again. Now, there's one other... Oh, Jody, you at Shadoff, mm-hmm. I put in at 220. She is a wonderful player from Tita Green. She's a bit... No, well, she's not as good, obviously, as the very best players on the greens, but from Tita Green, she's as good as anybody. Mm-hmm. And um, she showed that in the big international matches in Korea. She's shown it in the in the Women's British Open before. I thought she was way over. Yeah, I she... would have backed her at $150. So she's way overs. <clears throat> I think I've got one other, haven't I? Right? Charlie Hull is also an yeah. in-play bet. These are all bonus Bets for podcast Pete, by the way. These should just be for the subscribers. But this week, just because well, we're, we're generous. Well, well, can we stop talking about No, 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 Charlie. Oh, that's a, just on you at Shadoff before you go any further, I agree with you. She's a far better player than her resume shows. She should have won a few. And it, it, she is going to win something at some point. I think when she does, she'll be a bit like uh, maybe Lowry, where she'll the, the wins will start to come once she's learned yeah, how to This is the once. kind of event. Uh, very much. She does, she's got a good attitude. Yep. Uh, um, she won't be phased by the big event. At all. No, she's already played well in the Open, yep. so she's already done. She can handle that. Yep, absolutely. But Charlie Hull, I put her in there because she's had a win this year. Again, there'll be a lot of English support for her. So, and uh, you know, so she's got a good attitude. So I, I'm pretty pleased with my prices. If I get Mel Reed gets out to 300 and uh, Jennifer Cooktoe gets to, who I think is a potential superstar, mm-hmm. she gets out to 70. We've got a very good book there. Yep, indeed. Um, and I'm happy with it. Now, I didn't have a better without preempting what you're going to say. I didn't have a bet in the web.com because there was no market, no. just no market. If there's no market, there's no point. Better. And that's a, I guess this is a classic example. And this, the in-play bets, I suppose, are the real test, aren't they, John, of betting with your head, not your heart. Don't that, You've set your price, wait for it. And if it doesn't get hit, as you say, don't start thinking, oh, maybe we should take a little bit. That's, that's one of the keys, isn't it? You've got to... You've got to hold firm with the decisions you've You've got made. to be disciplined in yeah. your staking and you've got to be disciplined in yeah. your price. The one thing about it is, Rod, is the market comes to you. Yep. You're prepared to put your money down. It's a bit like going along to an Indian fakir and you say to he says, I want to charge you two hundred dollars, you say I'll give you fifty. You know, and ultimately you strike a price about one ten or one twenty. Mm-hmm. And this is exactly the same. Yep. Is your we're saying to the market out there, we'll bet you. Well, we're not going to bet you at your price. I mean, we bet you at your price, you're going to win. But we bet you at my price. Now, the difference between 120 and 300 is as simple as this. 300 is two and a half times the winning chances that 120 is. That's where the odds are so critical. You might back a winner. Uh, and, and plenty of people go along the tab and go along to the bookie, and they do. Mm-hmm. But you can't win over time. No. They've got you. The percentages yeah. beat you. Yeah. But in this game, because of the fluidity of the market, we can get the prices we want. And this is why I, I, I really need to stipulate that bet fairs that go. Yeah. Because the $1,000 we're offering, which is there to be taken, is only five hundred dollars at Bet three six five, or five hundred dollars at sports bet. So when our, when we have a success, we only need one a year at sports bet or, or, or Bet three six five. You need two a year, mm-hmm. which is a lot. Which is a much bigger difference than it sounds. <laughs> two results a year I versus think one. It's called hundred percent. Yeah, that's exactly right. Exactly right. So, so what I'm saying is, 
And the other beautiful thing about Betfair, the most beautiful thing, uh, as we've stated before, and I'll state again, is that you can win when your player loses. And how I'll explain that by wonderful example of the Scottish Open last year, when Callum Shinkwin led by two strokes with one hole to play, and we had backed him at $320, and he got down to a dollar six. So we've got our ten bucks on him at 3200 to 10 At $1.10, we could have had 5000 to 50 5500 laid back. So we would have got 5000 if he lost, and 2600 $2, sorry, if he lost, if he won. Mm-hmm. And what happened was our mate uh, Cabrera Bayo, playing in front of him, Carves his second shot into the rough on the right behind a, a, a lake, no, a, a creek. It hops back over the creek, lands in the rough. And as you so aptly described, Cabrera Bayo, the worst chipper in history, <laughs> chipped it and got up and down, right? So, but our man's still pretty comfortable. He's, he's not quite $1.06. He's now about $1.20, but he's going okay. He's only going to make a par on a short par five. It's a good drive right down the middle. Got a four iron of the green, tugs it a little bit, it rolls up on a downhill slope, on a bare lie with a bunker behind and a little hollow and the creek on the other side. So now he's got a bit of a quandary. So he chips it short, chips it up to three feet and misses. Now, if he holds it, he's in a playoff, but he misses it. No, if he holds it, he wins. That's right, but he missed it. He missed it. He's in a playoff and Cabrera Bay wins. But we won because I sent out the subscription with whether he won or lost. But there was a twist in that tournament. Because we also backed Andrew Dote at 500 to 1. And halfway through the first round on the ninth hole, he was even money. So we laid him back. So we had 5,000 to 10. We laid 2,500 back. And so we had 2,500 whether he won or he lost. So we got the 2,500 grand of Andrew Dot. We didn't get the 5,000 because I didn't put that quite that much out, but mm-hmm. we could have. We put out, so we won 4,500 grand and neither player won. Neither of your players won. That's why Betfair... Mm-hmm. Is the place to do it. Yep. If you know what you're doing, and it's, it's that, it's that, it's the 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 betting while the tournament's unfolding is the key to it, isn't it. The ability to say, right, this is what's happened since Wednesday when we made our original bets, and this is how we're going to change our bets to make sure, as you say, put yourself in that position where you can't possibly. And that's not that's a dream week, obviously, John. Nobody's suggesting that that happens every week, but it's the sort of thing that can happen, and which is why over the course of a year you can pile up a huge, huge pile of cash at a tournament like that that'll cover an awful lot of the year's betting without without dipping into your own pocket. Well, the strange thing about it, and, uh, and I haven't told you about this yet, but I've, I've explained to you the other sort, when Steve Wheatcroft was two in front with one off to play, which we backed at $910, that was his price, he got to $1.39 because he was two in front. He speared it over the back into a bunker and took a double bogey, or maybe even hit it in the water. He lost. But we'd laid him back, so we already guaranteed ourselves a nice yep. two grand profit. That's right. So I now, my... I showed you, I sent you an example of you, where I showed you a whole lot of lay bits on Patrick Cantlay. Mm-hmm. I'd backed Patrick Cantlay at about 300 to 1, and we laid him back for various amounts of money. We won on the week. Patrick didn't win. He, he won subsequently, but mm-hmm. he didn't win that week. So the point of it is by betting on Betfair, you now have that money in the bank. You've got you've got nine thousand one hundred sitting in the bank with Wheatcroft. You had five thousand dollars sitting in the bank 
with uh, Dot, and you had 3,200 sitting in the bank with Callum Shinkwin. And now, as they come down towards the end, I send out lay bets, in-play lay bets, which means if they hit a certain price, bang, you've guaranteed a profit. Yep. Then I might send out another lay bet, and then bang, you guarantee a big profit, win or, or lose. Win or lose, So. Yeah. This is the beauty of betting with Betfair. Now, you can be having a winning ticket on... You've got a winning ticket for 9100 on Steve Wheatcroft and you're sitting in the in your chair and you're <laughs> drinking champagne. And you've got chicken. You've got parmigiana and you've got ptarmigan on your table and he gutses it over the back of the bunker and you, and you find the nearest noose, right? But you don't have to do that. In our system, you sit there with a big smug smile on your face saying... Doesn't matter. Go, Steve. Go, Steve. Yep. Oh, well, don't go, Steve. Doesn't matter. Because, because it doesn't matter. Yep. Because you have locked in a profit, a very, very nice profit. We've had $700 winners, $300 winners, uh, $180. We backed Xander Schofley at the, at the big tournament last year. We had the Tour Championship last year. That was a huge call in a 30-player field. Well, he, no, he, hadn't, he hadn't beaten time with a stick before that. Mm, no, that's right. But... So, and, and, and so the point is, when you can win when you haven't backed the winner, that's a wonderful yep. situation to be in because all of a sudden you say, wait a minute. I've got a guaranteed profit. This company's guaranteeing my profit. Sure, I've got to find 200 a month, but I've got a guaranteed profit. These guys keep showing a win, and they can show me how to win even when I lose. It's a no-brainer, Rod. It is absolutely a no-brainer. It's a very democratic way of uh, doing it. It's a very democratic sort of market way of betting, so... Fantastic stuff. Well, JE, that's it for this week. So we've got our four punts for podcast, Pete. I'll go off and start the, the spreadsheet for that, and we'll keep a track of how they went. Uh, you never know. You can follow just podcast, Pete. You might get lucky. I think you're right. I, I do like Michael Kim, and I do like Curtis Luck. I think they're two terrific tips. I don't know enough about the other two to really say, but I really like Kim and Luck. So, so there you the go. The other two, two that play well, but, but look, look, I just want to say this is with the 25% discount, You've now just hmm. added a third to your profit. So it's, I think it's, it's 150 a month for the newsletter. So take off 25% gives you what? You're the maths man. What does that mean it's going to cost you? 112.50. 112.50 instead of 150. Well, there you go. You... <laughs> I thought I was getting... Well, no, I've been robbed here. I thought I, I was going to... We're giving money away. No, no. <laughs> you're not getting to... I know you thought it was 200 a month. You know, I, you know you're worth it, J.E., 200 a month. But uh, at this stage, it's only 150. Institute the discount, $112.50. I you won't get a better deal than that. Terrific to talk to you, mate. Uh, looking forward to chatting again next week. You'll still be in Fiji, I take it. You spend the. Uh, you, you won't be coming back to New Zealand until it's a bit warmer, I'm guessing. I've got to. Re- I've got to redesign a, a, a few holes out on an island and um, of Fiji here, and uh, I've also. But I've got to be in uh, Sydney on 12th of September because of because a genius, the best orthopedic surgeon, is finally going to look at me. Oh, excellent! Fixed. Because you got a dodgy hip, haven't you? That you need. I can, I can hardly walk, but don't worry, I can still uh, find the winner. Oh, I'm sure, well, no doubt about that. I'm sure that's helping to pay for this hip when the, uh, because I tell you, those orthopaedic surgeons, they don't come cheap, J.E. 
trust me. He's a very nice fellow with the best set of Mizunos I've ever seen. <laughs> Good thing he's a golfer, he understands. Well, you look after yourself. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll catch up with you next week. Thanks for your tips this week. Looking forward to this rolling on from here. This is great fun, so hopefully uh, others will get on board and both enjoy the podcast and the profits to be made. But thank you for your time today. Thanks very much, Rod. That's it. Risk and Reward brought to you by Winning Edge Investments. Go to winningedgeinvestments.com and find the Golf Newsletter. There'll be links in the show notes as well to take you straight to that page. Don't forget the promo code GOLF25. Good luck, happy punting, and enjoy the golf this week. G'day, Rod Murray here from Sydney Podcast Studios and School. Have you ever thought about launching your own podcast, but you just don't know where to start? Well, get in touch with me at the Sydney Podcast Studios and School at St. Leonard's. I've got all the gear here to teach you hands-on how to produce and publish your own podcast. It's cheaper and easier than you think, and it is a whole lot of fun. Check out the website at sydneypodcaststudios.com.au and give me a call to get started on your podcast journey today.